Hello and welcome back. My name is Rob Wong, and today on the Great Date Guy podcast, we are covering off on if cognitive dissonance is making you settle for less in your dating life or in your relationships. So cognitive dissonance is one of my favorite principles of psychology. Um, and if we look at it, it's a really basic, basic thing. Uh, cognitive dissonance is that state of discomfort that happens anytime that my brain, your brain, my girlfriend's brain um, has to hold two conflicting ideas. It's actually one of the only times that our brains are capable of making a shift in the way that we perceive reality, the world, our own personal story. So they're really pivotal. Um, a lot of times you'll see things like someone will get into a car accident and that'll cause them to completely reevaluate their lives and live completely differently. Um, they might have been a party person before and now they're like a straight up good Samaritan running a nonprofit. What causes that change? Well, most of the time when cognitive dissonance happens, uh, the brain will go back to its default. Right? It'll go back to the way things are because it's easier. Uh, but something happens to push people over that edge. Uh, sometimes it's pain and sometimes it's as simple as the reward. Uh, and we're going to talk about a study where uh, <laughs> the experimenters created a level of cognitive dissonance around something really innocuous. So the experiment design goes like this. Uh, you're either assigned to group one or group two. If you're part of group one, uh, you're taken to this room where you're given this little lever or like, oh wait, no, it's not a lever. It's a peg. It's a wooden peg and your job is to rotate it in a hole. That's it. So <laughs> you're left alone with the task for a significant amount of time, 15, 20 minutes. And at the end of it, you're given a reward. And with group one, you're given $20. And then your job is then to go and tell the next participant how fun the task is, how much you enjoyed it, and to, to really sell the idea. And afterwards, you're then given a poll, like a little, little questionnaire where you mark off how satisfying that task was for you, how fulfilling was it for you. Now, in the second group, the same thing happens. Right? You're put into a room, you have a wooden peg in a hole, and your job is to spin it. And it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like spinning doesn't cause like any other mechanisms to happen. You don't generate electricity. It's just spinning it in a hole for the sake of spinning it in a hole. And this time, <laughs> you're rewarded $1 for your time. <laughs> and then... Uh, so brutal. And then uh, you're asked to tell other people about how much you like the task, really sell it to them, and then you fill out a questionnaire about how fulfilling that task was for you. So uh, I want you to go ahead and pause and think about, like literally pause this podcast and think about what happens in each scenario. And when you're ready, go ahead and hit play. And I'll confirm or deny whether or not your conjecture is what actually happened. Okay, we're back. And I'm going to go ahead and run through the results. So in group one, remember you were rewarded $20 for your task of spinning a wooden peg uselessly in a hole. 
In this scenario, people are likely to rate the task as boring, right? Non-fulfilling. Why? Because even though they've been given the task and they've seen themselves doing something really mundane, uh, it, there's no cognitive dissonance, right? Because they're getting paid to do it. If we do the math, $20 for, let's say, 20 minutes is a dollar a minute, meaning that you make $60 an hour. And if you were paid that at your 40-hour-a-week wage rate, uh, that would mean that you're clearing six figures. That's 120 k every year. So really highly justifiable, right? If, if someone were to pay me eight well, I mean, to do that eight hours a day, I might, I might consider it if I was strapped for cash, right? I might, I might take that on. I'd have really buff arms, you know, and I'd get paid well. I have a lot of reasons for why I would want to do that. Now, in the other group, you see something crazy, right? This group was significantly more likely to rate this activity as fulfilling, as serving a purpose. A lot of them were talking about how it helped them train their brains to deal with being bored. Why? Well, because they were paid a dollar, right? <laughs> so, at this point, the brain is left with an interesting decision. The choice that it's presented with is, am I an idiot? <laughs> or do I actually like doing this thing for reasons that I don't understand yet, but do I like doing it? And the fun part about the brain is that it's got uh, what I've heard other researchers refer to as kind of like an emotional immune system. It will find ways to try to make you happy or complacent or satisfied with the situation no matter what. So given the choice between choosing that A, I am an idiot, or B, I really actually like doing this wooden peg thing, the brain will go with B. Like nine times out of ten, it'll go with B because that's the more positive story. It's also kind of one of the reasons why everyone thinks that they're above average, right? Because to go through life thinking that you are below average is a huge pain in the ass. It hurts. It's, I mean, it's basically depression. Um, it overlaps heavily with the symptoms of depression. So where does that leave you in relationships? Well, you should understand then that since the brain is so good at using that emotional immune system, it's also really good at making sure that we're okay with situations where we might not be, you know, fully fulfilled. Now, that isn't to say that there's anything wrong with your relationship. In fact, if you are feeling like you're complacent in it, this is a perfect opportunity to check in and start talking about what actually matters to you. Because it's so easy to go on autopilot, things like intimacy, things like communication about what really matters, things like having difficult conversations kind of fall to the wayside because a lot of us would rather not rock the boat. We have to be with this person for the unforeseeable future. It really doesn't make sense to start a fight, <laughs> right? to deliberately have a conversation where people are made uncomfortable. And that's where you want to be careful. Because the minute that a relationship starts being something where we just go through the actions, right? We just go through the motions to stay in relationship with someone rather than actively conversing, actively communicating about what really works for us is the minute that relationship loses all of its juice and magic. Vulnerability is what makes it work. 
taking the being willing to take that risk with your partner and having them receive that risk that's that's it right that that is the magic of being connected with another human being that you love so I think that's basically it for today. And if you have anything that you wanted to comment about, if you had something that you wanted to share, you can find us online at greatdateguy.com. And if, if you are curious, if you're lost about how to have that conversation with your partner, and you see that as a missing, you know that your relationship isn't as juicy as it used to be, and there's some place where you are settling for less, go ahead and apply for a free session on our page. You can do it in five minutes. Uh, the application button is right there as soon as you open it up on greatdateguy.com. That is all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong and we will catch you in the next podcast. Oh, and um, <laughs> since this is a podcast about uh, vulnerability and authenticity and talking about what's fully there. Uh, you should know that I re-recorded this podcast. I got some feedback that the first one that I released was really, really quiet. Um, and <laughs> someone had to blast their ear pods in order to barely make out what I was saying. So this is a new version, but the content is basically the same. All right, that's it for real now. We'll catch you in the next one.